everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. As you know, the past few episodes, I have been interviewing young Caribbean female leaders from the Caribbean and the diaspora. And today I didn't have to go too far as my interviewee is from where I live, Antigua and Barbuda. Chanel Chazelle Imhoff is the founder of Pat Grocery Delivery, Antigua and Barbuda's first grocery delivery mobile app. She's also the owner and communications specialist at Avada Digital, mental health activist and youth member of parliament for St. Peter in the National Youth Parliament Association of Antigua and Barbuda. Chanel Grubb experienced the polarizing divisive nature of local politics, inspiring her to organize in her community and eventually run for public office on a progressive platform with a campaign that rejects funding from the usual political campaign funders. Now, I know Chanel personally, as she's also um, my PRO for the Caribbean Women in Leadership and Tingham Barbuda chapter. And I have to say, she, I don't know how she does it. She's also a mother. So, and she has her hands full and she has a lot on her plate. So hats off to you, Chanel. Um, I don't think I could do everything you do and run the speed you do, but welcome to This Woman Can. Good morning, Janice. Thank you so much for having me. We've been trying to do this for ages. We have, we have, and I'm so glad I eventually got hold of you. So Chanel, my normal question, my first question I do with all my interviewees is to tell us a little bit, little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. As I said, you got, your hands are very full. Right. Yeah, it, it, it seems a lot because yesterday I had to introduce myself somewhere and I said it out loud and I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sometimes forget that it's so much because it's something that I love doing. Right. right? So how did I get here? Um I've always been pretty interested in, you know, organizing activism, politics, things like that. And it all really started um, back in the early 2000s uh, when I first met Joanne Masai when she was running in St. Peter. Met and I saw somebody who looked like me doing something that I wanted to do. So I was like, oh, so it is possible. And from since then, that sort of, you know, catapulted me into, you know, being active, you know, with her in that in, in that regard and pushing me to do other things that, you know, required me to do some level of leadership, you know, fast forward almost 15 years later mm. and I'm right back there with her again. So <laughs> it sort of came, it's, it's sort of come full circle right now where that's where I started, that's how it started and that's literally how it's going right now. So seeing somebody who looks like me right. doing things that I wanted to do made me feel seen and made me feel like, okay, yes, I can actually right. do this. Yeah, and that's so important. I totally understand what you say about, you know, um, seeing somebody who looks like you in um, doing something you're thinking, maybe I could but now I know I can. And that, that make that makes a huge difference. So that's the political activist side, but you're also right. very much in the STEM field, the STEAM, the STEAM field as well. So tell us a little bit, again, that's a very, as dare I say, more traditionally non, non-female or male dominated space. So what made you interested in that aspect, that aspect of work? Well, um, I really started out as a graphic designer, right? Okay. Uh, do um, visual arts back in school, paint, draw, all of these things. 
So I sort of transferred it over to the whole te te technological side of it, you know, when computers and the internet and everything started to be really popular here. I, I logged onto a computer for the first time and I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. So transferred all of those, you know, traditional skills to a tech field. And yeah. then it just grew from there. So from that, I started looking into, you know, doing websites because the internet was getting really popular. Everybody wants to be online. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I could do something like this. And I tried it and it worked, you know, and it worked. And then social media became something that persons were using for business and not just for minding business. So <laughs> I was able to sort of leverage that and my, my, my knowledge of social media and my knowledge of market trends and stuff like that, put it all together. And that's how I eventually became the communications consultant that I am now. And in terms of the grocery delivery app part, that came about out of pure tiredness and laziness. Because I'm like, I am home. Can somebody just go and buy my groceries and bring them to my house? I'm not picky. And there was nothing like that happening. You know, you could get a few, you could get things delivered like food. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get things delivered like food. But a lot of times, persons who do this sort of stuff, they tend to gear it towards um, visitors, tourists, stuff like right, that. So, right, right. Whereas I would be saying, okay, this is $10 or $20. I'm talking in EC, they're talking US. Right. Not, no real viable option was available for locals. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, this is something that myself and a couple of my friends who are busy professionals who just sometimes do not want to leave the house to go buy mm. a few stuff and come back. Yeah. I saw the problem and I said, you know what, instead of complaining and waiting for somebody to do it, why not just do it? And somehow COVID came and just catapulted that months ahead of when it was supposed right. to launch. Because we weren't really set for launch until the end of 2020. But then at the beginning of 2020, the place locked down, the lines at the supermarkets were around the corner and yeah. persons who knew of the idea were like, listen, you have to do something and something was done. Right. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So from what I'm hearing and everything you do, you're not afraid of facing a challenge. You're not afraid of taking it head on. But describe for our listeners, Chanel, one of your biggest challenges um, that you faced, how you overcame it and the lessons you learned from that, and maybe how it can be contributed to greater success. Right. So one of the biggest challenges that I've faced so far, I, I think I have two. I have one. I have one on the business side and I have one on the politics side. So I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to do both of them. Okay. Because All right. Well, we're, we're listening. We're listening. And it taught me two very different lessons. So I'm going to do both of them. So on the business side, you know, I have asthma. My husband is also, our kids, some of them also have asthma. So, you know, we're, at a, we're in a bit of a high-risk group when it comes to the coronavirus. And we had this business idea that would involve us having to get out of the house, go to the supermarket, interact with, I guess, the persons in the supermarket, buy these groceries, take them up. So we had to make a decision as to whether or not we're going to do this, all right? I was very gung-ho about it. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's going to happen. And I pretty much had to rush everything, like develop, because we didn't even get our own app developed. We're using right. a platform, an already existing platform. So 
we got that done and that showed me the value of teamwork because it's somebody who I know very well who I would have reached out to and this is what I'm doing and they offered to you know what let me do this for you this is the agreement the mm. value of teamwork still mm. working together to day. that saved me so much money because I had that person in my network and next thing was access to finance because for doing what we're doing right now you sort of need some sort of float to start off because yes. we do cash yeah. on delivery and we do yeah. also accept cards which is a bit of a delay so what we were able to do is learn how to plan mm. and to preempt our customers so we have person to order on a bi-weekly basis persons who order on a weekly basis some people order once a month and we're able to pin down okay so for this week we're going to need x amount of dollars right, so we right, can right. take care of our regular customers and then we have a bit of a, a, a buffer in case new people come on board and would need things right so we need to learn how to how to take risks and how to plan because there's a huge risk financially and health-wise to go out in the middle of a pandemic and do something like this. But had we not done it, I would have been really upset because maybe not even a week or two after we would have like launched the app and everything. Yeah. Everybody else started doing it. I would guess the same idea. Yes. Yeah. So because we are first out of the gate, we had that that brand recognition. We had that notoriety. So people were like, eh, just cool, man. So we will stay with you because we know you. And yeah. you've established yourself already. Yeah. So that was on the business side of things. Now on the politics side of things, as I mentioned earlier, I would have been involved in local politics for about maybe fourteen years. Right. Right. Since I was half, in, isn't isn't that half your life? Pretty much. Pretty much. Because <laughs> twenty eight. I'm gonna be twenty nine. Twenty eight yet. So it's more than half. Yeah. It started when I was going into third form at the Antigua Girls High. That's when I would have met Joanne for the first time. And somehow, by some 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 stroke of fate or luck or whatever, she opened her branch office right next to my house. Right, right. Right next to my childhood. I was right there. So I've been involved for like 14 years. And my my aim was to one day run for office as my bike said. Right? right, I figured that out from the jump. I didn't know a lot about all of the other stuff that I wanted to do with my life, but I knew that this was one of the things I was going to do, and I was planning towards it. So I'd literally been planning this since I was in school. Okay, and anybody who knows me from going to high school, they're not surprised. <laughs> like, we expected you to do this before. Like, so why are people acting brand new all of a sudden when this has been you for your entire life? So. I would have contested a primary in my constituency of St. Peter. And it, I know people like to say things went south. This went east. Right. Went north. <laughs> south, 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 east, not south. Like directions yeah. that don't even exist. Right. And I was able to see, see the organization that I was once a part of for what it actually was, see the persons for who they actually were. And I was able to ascertain who was actually there for me and who believed in me and who my actual circle was and who are the people I could trust. Right, right, right. Whereas I would have probably, I wouldn't say wasted, I wouldn't say I wasted the 14 years because I learned a lot during that time. So whereas I would have to kind of sort of start over, I would have had those lessons and I was able to sort of filter out the people who were around me 
Yeah. And now I have a much clearer picture of right. what I stand for and what I will not accept. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's a great place to start because sometimes people think that you have to know, you you have to know what you want. For me, sometimes the easiest thing to know is what is to start with what don't you want? And then the rest of it work will work itself out because it just becomes more, it, come, it becomes more clearer. So thank you for that, Chanel. So we've talked about that. We talked about challenges, but how has failure made a positive difference in your life? Because people think failure is a bad thing. I have a whole different viewpoint on that. So how has failure made a positive difference in your life? For me, when it comes to failure, I have the same, I have the same mindset. Um, I, 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 yesterday, it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday I spoke at the International Girls in ICT Day event at Abbott. And one of the things that I really try to, 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 to underscore to the girls who were there is that often people like to raise girls to be perfect. Yes, yeah. And, and that stops us from really reaching our full potential because Absolutely. I heard this quote such a long time ago, I don't even remember who it's from, but it says perfection is the enemy of greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times you try something and it doesn't work, but it has a value. It has value in some mm. way, shape or form. I have mm. tried things, you know, in tech in my life that don't work for the intended purpose, but I could always repurpose it. Yes. And I try again and try again and try again. You can't just say, well, I didn't get it the first couple of times. So we done with this. Yeah. That's no. not the type of mindset you have. So failure for me, failure for me helps to it, it offers clarity right like okay so i don't know how this is done but i don't i know how it's not done yes so yeah that's yeah, one yeah. thing off the list okay, great way no, okay. it. yeah it's a great way that's looking not at it. Yeah. so yeah. let me try let me try something else so looking at failure that way has helped me become sort of like a problem solver somebody will present me the problem they're going yeah. on and on and on yeah. and i wait until they're done i'm like okay so how do we fix it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things don't work. How do we fix it? Yeah. I really call that the MacGyver mindset because I, I like you, I I will look at something and I will go, okay, I can't do that, but I can do this and I can do that. And I will find something and it may not always look pretty. You know, it's not about it looking pretty. My goal is, does it do the job? You know, yeah. and if you look around, some things do like I, I went in, boy, what I've been doing in my garden, but I made something in the garden. I'm like, it, it wouldn't win any awards, at, at an award show, but it does the job I want it to do. And that was my goal. So it's always about looking at the objective and what you're, what you're, what you're trying to achieve. So I totally agree on you that we learn a lot from failure, you know, from failure. It's a, another learning, it's another learning process because if you don't and you're waiting for it to be perfect, you're never going to move forward because perfection is subjective right yeah so chanel what has been your biggest career triumph honestly i think being able to launch that app in the time that we did because <laughs> this 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 lockdown came so swiftly yeah and we were able to organize within about a week or so mm-hmm. to get the app up and running get persons to to do you know shopping and delivery runs get our branding get our branding out there, get our marketing, advertising, everything up and running, um, organize a place for us to rendezvous within a week. Yeah. Within a week. And um, I think that's a huge, that's, that's, a, that's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, person's like, oh, what, what, 
people ask me why I say that and instead of, you know, you went to Saudi Arabia, you did all. Yeah, I went to all of those places and got all of these resources and things done. But you can go to these places every month, every week, every year and still come back home and not get anything done. Yeah. The plan, the idea that I took to these places, I came back and made it a reality. Right, right. But yeah. people have a lot of what, but they don't have a lot of how. So I was able to execute the idea that I have been toying with for probably a year and a half before releasing it to the public. So a lot of times people are stuck in an ideation phase. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. And I tweaking, tweaking, tweaking to make it, as you said, perfect. And Mm -hmm. took that and just actually made it happen. And it's still happening. So I think that is a huge accomplishment there because it's the first time anything like that has been done. Fabulous. Fabulous. And that whole process, like you say, being stuck in the ideation phase doesn't just apply to a product. It applies to life, career, what you try to do, your life plan. So. um, So, yeah, that's a great approach, a great, great approach to take. So let me just ask you then, Chanel, if you had to start over from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? What would I do differently? I would have spoken up for myself a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very fairly recently, maybe like last year, is when I stopped using a lot of qualifiers, like sorry and maybe and kind of mm. when I'm talking to mm. people and sort of kind of made myself, you know, small oh, in situations yeah. Yeah. where I knew what I was talking about and I could have stood up for myself and what I believed in a little bit more. I think it would have saved me from a lot of, I wouldn't say embarrassment, it would have saved me from mm. a lot of unnecessary drama. Right. And a lot of unnecessary back and forth, and it have gotten things done in a much more efficient way. So standing up for myself yeah. and not making myself so small. I mean, I'm already small in size, I'm already 5'3". Yeah. Yeah. So when I make myself even smaller than that, you know, becoming invisible. Because there are a couple mm. of years where I was just not active. I just wasn't yeah. doing anything. Yeah. 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 And I think that that time could have been spent a lot better had I had a lot more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And confidence issues, at least nice, nice to our next question. So confidence issues are really plague a lot, a lot of women in, in various different guises. And you from you, what you from what I heard from you, it was all about speaking up, making your voice hurt, making your voice heard. So what steps, what made you change? What made you start speaking for realizing, look, I have a voice. Um, I can use it. What, what started that? What kicked that off? A lot of the persons around me started what they say, gassing me up. They're like, listen, we know you. We know that you're completely capable of doing a lot more right now. You, you are the best person to do X, Y, and Z. You should apply to this, do this, do that, because we see, I don't know, we don't know if you don't see it, but we see it. And they would have encouraged me to the point where I, I see it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. I see it, I see it, do it. So they, having that sort of support system around where people could literally be frank with and say, listen, you're farm food. You can do so much more. Don't worry about people saying that you always want to be in something. Don't worry about people saying that. Don't worry about it mm-hmm. because these things need to be done and you are the perfect person to get mm-hmm. done. So having that sort of support and seeing that people actually believe in me, and 
it also helps when I go to the supermarket and little girls want to take pictures with me. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, can't beans. I can't, I can't stop now. Yeah. 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 So, so you, you were, you were kind of dealing with a little bit of self-doubt, maybe a little imposter syndrome because, you know, how do, how, is this really me? Am I really going to do this and, and stuff like that? So I'm really glad you got out of it. Because, you know, and especially, you know, and the thing is what people don't understand or women don't understand is that this thing can go on forever, you know, and, he, and, he, and but it always will be with you. But it's knowing the tools and understanding how you get out of it, because it's not it's never it's never something we 100 percent shake. Sometimes I get it a little bit, you know, I'm thinking, wow, you know, will they do this? Will they ask? shake it out of it? Give yourself, you know, like you say, some qualifiers to say, well, actually, you've done this before or this can go this can go different. So thanks. So what advice, as I said, you're in that male dominated arena, very much um, with the, when it comes to politics and stuff like that. But what advice would you share with any other women or young women embarking on their own leadership journey or entering into those male dominated arenas? Make sure you have a good support system. It doesn't have to be family. It really doesn't have to come. Sometimes you meet people along your, your, your journey who assist you more in you know finding your 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 calling and mm. believing in yourself more than your family ever could so mm. it doesn't have to be you know your immediate family or whatever but find a support system even if it's that one person who you can go to and say boy i don't feel like whatever whatever and they will just grab you by your shirt and uh, proverbially grab you yeah. by your shirt and yeah. be like hey get out of that right now you can do this so yeah. having that also um Stand your ground. If you know, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Don't let anybody gaslight you into thinking that you are being extra. Yeah. If you know that you have an issue, state yeah. your issue and get your problem solved. Don't just shy away because you're afraid of being labeled as problematic. You yeah. know, well-behaved yeah. really create history. Absolutely. You know? So Absolutely. you have to stop on those on those things on those oh women are emotional okay and yeah yeah we all have emotions yes okay yes on it like if you're an assertive person or whatever that is just who you are yeah and on the things that make you you don't try to put yourself in a box yeah in order to satisfy anyone because that is something that i struggled with where as i said in the organization that i was in i I thought I had to be this type of person and do this. And, and even when I did do that, yeah, it yeah. still was not enough. So then what was the point? Because I'd been myself. Yeah. So now that I am being my true self, I've been getting a lot more, a lot more support that way. And it's right. like, oh, you didn't realize that you were like this. You thought you were this way. Yeah, yeah. So being yourself is extremely important and owning exactly who you are. Yes. Yes, I, I'm all for that. I am all about authenticity. Um, I tell a lot of my clients, it is so much harder trying to be someone you're not because you're having to think about it so much. And there's so much work and effort that goes into it. Whereas if you're just yourself, people have to accept you for who you are, not where they think you should be. You know, so I think that's the thing that's really important. So, Chanel, share with us a success quote or mantra that you use and why it's meaningful to you. Hmm. Let me let me try and choose one. Well, <laughs> I kind of said it earlier where I said perfection is the enemy of greatness yeah. because I have to remind myself of that a lot of times when I'm working on a project or I'm writing something, or I'm doing something, and I want it to 
be down to the last I dotted and the last T crossed. And that wastes so much time. You have an idea, you map it out, and you execute. If you mess something up, okay, cool. Don't do this. That does not work. Just, yeah. you know, just do it. I hope Nike doesn't doesn't see this and, <laughs> and tell me. Just do it, you know? Don't try to wait until everything is perfect. So yeah. I think that one is the one that I, I really live by every single yeah. day. Yeah. So I have to tell myself, listen, you doing all of this nitpicking and, you know, doubting and whatnot is preventing you from actually doing the thing that needs to be done. Absolutely. 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 So if you had to choose your own mentor, who would it be and why? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> no, honestly, 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 because, um, and it depends as well. Uh, can I choose more than one? You can choose more than one for different reasons. Yes. So in my, in my public life, my political life, whatever, there's, I know people are expecting me to say, Joanne, I mean, she's already there. You understand? She's already there. But if I could choose someone who I don't have access to, it would be Lisa Hanna. Right. I am somewhat obsessed with Lisa Hanna. I don't. I am Explain for our listeners who Lisa Hanna is. Lisa Hanna is a former Miss Jamaica World. Right. And she's also a sitting member of parliament in Jamaica. Okay. City member of parliament in Jamaica. She's one of the few persons um, in the PNP that won their seat the last election. Right. They got a thorough, thorough beating yep. by the JLP, but Lisa maintained her seat in Parliament. Right. So I've been following her, the way in which she presents herself, because she has some similar issues of like objectification, like right. I do. Yes. Like, I would be going campaigning and whatnot. So I would usually try to, I put on a hat, sweatpants, a big t shirt, Converse, <laughs> because I can't go campaigning looking because. Some people are just not going to hear me. Right, right. I've been looking at what she does and how she presents us, and it's been so helpful looking from the outside. Yeah. So I can only imagine the type of advice she'd be able to give for someone in a position right. like this. Right. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to, I mean, I think business and my, my, I guess my professional, my mm. professional life. Two persons who I do have, I do have sort of access to and stuff like that. I've been reading your stuff a lot, right. but I think you can see that because I'd be just going down scrolling and just like, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> because it's it's useful. It's really concise and useful advice. Yeah. I don't like people who talk too much. I guess I just get um, to the point. I, you know, just say what you got to say, get it done. Haven't got time. Talking, saying stuff, and saying stuff, and talking like yeah. and it doesn't get me anywhere. Yeah. But I've been able to 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 just look at a lot of the content that's being put out there, take a read, and I've been able to use a lot of it in my use a lot of it in my life. And another person as well would have been um, Joan Underwood. Right, right. The HR I actually got her book on Audible the other day. I just sit down and listen to it. Um, the managers, I think it's managers, first aid kit or something like that. Yes, but yes. I've done quite a few, I've had quite a few interactions with Joan in the past and and I've seen, I've been to maybe one or two sessions facilitated by her and I've been able to use just that little mm. bit of information to make my life a lot more productive. And because mm. I hate meetings that go on and on and on and on and yeah. have no sort of action at the end. 
And one thing that always stood out to me when we finished meetings, when she finished the meeting, it was, okay, so what are the actionable items? Yes. yes. What are we doing? What are we actually doing? Yeah. So, yeah, so those, so I think those would be, those would be some of the people there. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So we're coming down to our last few questions. So this is probably one of the hardest, well, not one of the hardest ones, but I think it puts people on the spot. But what advice would you give to your teenage self, Chanel? Leave that man alone. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, my advice I'd give to my teenage self is um, don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, because I felt like at one point uh, when I was in school, I was just coasting through for like maybe right. two years or so. I was just kind of coasting through, and I feel like I could have done a lot better, but there was a lot of things going on, and I felt like, you know, all of the imposter syndrome, all of the anxiety, mm -hmm. all of those things. And, you know, it caused me to be, as I said, inactive for yeah. quite a long time because I struggle a lot with these things. And I had to bounce back from, you know, quote unquote, giving up. So I believe had I not gone down that particular path, mm -hmm. that things would have gone differently. But I do believe that everything happens for a reason. Right. So I take it as a learning experience of a place that I don't want to be ever again. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, great answer great answer and what are the three things what three things have you learned about yourself during your career <laughs> I learned I've learned that I'm actually pretty good at planning okay I've learned that I didn't really realize that I didn't realize that until quite recently. I was looking back at a lot of things that I was able to accomplish and a lot of them had to do with my planning skills. I, I never sat down and did like a skills audit of myself until the other day. Right. I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, so the planning is a thing that I can really do. I've also, I also realized that um, I'm not a robot and that I do need help. Mm, you know, sometimes yes. you feel like, you know, I want this done in a particular way. Yeah. And I am the only person who can do yes. this. That is Absolutely. a lie. Yeah. That is the biggest lie you could ever tell yourself. So I learned that asking for help is okay. And that I do have a superwoman syndrome that yeah. I need to work on. I've been working on it. I'm working on it. It's still kind of for certain things. I do still do them myself, but I've learned to ask for a lot of help because I mm -hmm. realize the type of personality that I have. Yeah. That I will try to make everything yes. perfect. So I've learned that. And I've also learned that it's not just about me. Mm. Right? That it's important to, especially as a, a woman, like a man can coast through his career and just be like, yeah, I'm just doing this and me cool. And yeah, 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 yeah. But then as I said earlier, it's really important for people to see themselves in places that they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm one of those people who are like, yeah, your parents need to be your role models, not strangers and celebrities. Mm -hmm. I still realize that they, I realize that there are people out there who don't have that. Yes. And that sometimes it's absolutely necessary for them to see someone who has gone through certain mm -hmm. things. Because mm -hmm. one of the stuff, one of the things that I often tell people when I go out and I'm talking to them campaigning or whatever is that, Listen, I wasn't born with no silver spoon in my mouth. I had my first child at 17. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you if 
you think I don't know about struggle? I yeah. I do. Yeah. I was a teenager having a baby at Mount St. John Medical Center. Okay? And you know how the, 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 the stigma and the treatment and whatnot. So, and I was able to connect with a few persons who had gone through something similar. And it was so helpful. So I tried to make myself available. So I, I learned that, listen, it's not just about me and doing what I want, but it's also, and, I, and that putting, that, it's not putting pressure on myself, but it's also just saying that, I can be the person who I needed when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Was that was that three? Did we get three? Back to three. We got three. <laughs> so it was planning, yeah, with the planning yeah. and the superwoman syndrome yes, and then it yes. was being who I needed when I was younger. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So Chanel, where would we find you on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. typically? Why? Um, if there are no orders, if there are no grocery orders, I'm okay. in my house. Right. right. My house. If there are grocery orders, I'm most likely at the public market or at first choice. <laughs> Fulfilling all those shopping I, orders. Yeah, I usually take I usually take Saturdays and Sundays to be just Chanel, not right. PR, not candidate, not team yeah. leader, not yeah. just very important. That's incredibly important to have that time that um, because I tell people self-care isn't self, you know, it, self-care to me, it's self first, you know, and it's not selfish. You have to kind of make space for yourself because if you go down, there's a lot more people depending on you, you know, so you need to make sure you're there all the time, you know, in the best possible way. So lastly, Chanel, my last official question, what does success feel like to you? You should have said this was the hardest question. Um, <laughs> to me, success feels success feels like actually making myself proud because I'm my biggest critic. You know, whereas I have I've been on the radio a few times and I'm thinking, boy, I could have said this differently, this and that. People are calling my phone. I'm like, oh my god, this was so good, and you were this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I know I'm successful in something when I don't have any, 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 anything out of pocket to say about it, because I, I put a lot of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself, yeah? yeah, because of where I'm coming from and wanting to actually, you know, remain on this path that I'm on. Mm. I try to do mm. things a certain kind of way, and it's not exactly striving for perfection, but striving for something that that. That, that satisfies me and getting back to myself. Yeah, yeah. And I think and, and I think for you as well, you have the added, I suppose, I don't want to say the word pressure, but you had the added responsibility of being more in the public eye. And, um, you know, constituents or potential constituents, I think there's an expectation of what we want from the people who represent us in a public in a public office so we always have to be cognizant of that now it's a whole different conversation as to what women can can i say in air quotes get away with in comparison to men when it comes to those to those that's a whole different conversation um not for this woman can right now but it's probably something we need to probably something we can you know that that dialogue needs to be had is why the expectations of women in certain positions far different to that of men who are, right. in same, who are in the same yeah. position. Meetings and different events and people are asking me where my kids are. I'm like, yeah. they're in the bathroom. I mean, what do you yeah. think they are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they don't ask my male counterparts those questions. So having to having to do that is is 
it's a bit it's a bit difficult but yeah fabulous fabulous well you will not know that was my last official question and it wasn't that hard because you answered it really well but if listeners viewers want to get in contact with you or want to know more about what you do how can they do that chanel so they can visit my website um chanelimhoff.com c-h-a-n-e-i-l-i-m-h-o-f-f.com and they can find me on facebook twitter and instagram mm-hmm. at chanel c imhoff all three are the same hand yeah, fabulous so, chanel so they can find me on those mediums uh, my number is there so once you once you go on the website or on the social media and you think you might need to you know have a conversation there's a little calendar thing you can fill out so we can have a chat fantastic so thank you so much that i'll be sure to put all the links in the show notes so chanel it was great to see this other side of you and put you in the hot seat um, for a change thank you so much for your time for this woman can today thank you for having me It's definitely a pleasure. You're welcome. Well, so much to unpack there. And Chanel was really open about some of the challenges you face being a lead and being a really busy mom and juggling so many, so many balls from entrepreneur to being involved in politics to also raising her family. But there are a few key takeaways there for me that really resonated. And the first thing she talked about was being clear on what you stand for. And that's all about tapping into your values. What is important to you? What makes you happy in what you do? What are you striving for? So really being clear on what you stand for and where they align with the values you hold dear. She also talked about owning the things that make you you. And this is all about having embracing your authenticity. And I am absolutely huge on that. You know that I'm all about being who you are, owning who you are, you know, totally embracing that and, you know, maximizing it to the maximize it to the most because it's so difficult being somebody you're not. I mean, that that's just extra, extra work. She also talked about how she would she was dimming her own light. And that's another part of your authenticity, Um, dimming your own light, playing small and how that impeded her from the future she wanted to have for herself. So really stop playing small. And the last thing I would say there, which was a great piece of advice she she shared, was actually conducting a skills audit, a personal skills audit. And if you're not sure what that is, that really is just looking at the skill sets, what you're good at, um, and also sometimes comparing to the skills you want for what you, the role you want, tickling your career in the future. And another way of doing it is asking maybe a couple of close persons to you about what do they believe you bring to the table? What do they admire about you? That also gives you a start for your skills. Now, if you want to get more information about that, if you want to um, look at your whole career assessment and do a whole internal skills audit, that leads me very nicely into my five days to elevate your career challenge. It's an ongoing challenge. Um, I run very regularly with the next one if you listen this real time the next one is 17th of may and that is just five days five days focus totally on you 
During those five days, I work with you to help bridge the gap between the career you have now to the career you want to have. And I give you, help you design a roadmap to solidify a sustainable foundation that grows with you. And over those five days, you'll learn how to use your hidden network to uncover new career opportunities. We learn how to maximize your marketability, leverage your strengths in a strategic way to sell yourself effectively in interviews or at work and get confident about what you want to do next. And also you have the opportunity to talk with me live on Zoom video to receive hot seat coaching and pick my brain on anything related to career management and leadership. And all you need to do, it's really simple, is invest in yourself and dedicate at least 30 minutes a day for five days to make a difference to your career future. It's also a great opportunity to level up your marketability and meet, uh, meet others. There is a small investment involved, so you just need to head over to Janice Sutherland dot com to register um, i'm really excited about about doing this and don't leave it too long because it's limited space it's limited spaces so that's it for this week you know i hope you enjoyed the interview i really would look forward to connecting with you on the five days to elevate your career challenge and you know wherever you are do the best strive the best that you can be and remember if i can you can this woman can take care until next time